Welcome to another edition of Gain and Retain 365, where our goal is to educate and motivate aspiring entrepreneurs. Today we have a very special guest. I will allow her to introduce herself. Hey, my name is Sarita Bowson, and I am the owner and operator of Sarge's Famous Pickles. Hey, Miss yep. Bowson, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm blessed. <laughs> I can't be better. That's what's up. Yep. That's what's up. Hey, we're glad to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. For sure, for sure. It's it's only right. I mean, we we use this platform to shed light on black entrepreneurs. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And especially entrepreneurs doing different things. Yes. You know, this is a different industry. We have <laughs> these famous pickles, y'all. And when I say they are amazing, these some good pickles, man, for real. Yes, they are. So we need the story behind these pickles. You okay, know? cool. Yeah. So first of all, first and foremost... Where did the name come from? So, um, it's an honor. It's my dad. Okay. All of his, I call him his homeboys. All of his friends, they call him Sarge. Okay. Um, back in the day, he got drafted to Vietnam. And thank God, he was in college when he got drafted. Okay. So, he went in uh, and got he was given a position of staff sergeant. And so he got to do a lot of administrative things. He, he stayed away from the front lines. He stayed away from the front lines. And so, uh, but he got a chance to, and so all of his buddies called him Sarge. Okay. Because they knew, he stayed in there probably about two years. He stayed in the Army because he went back. He did a special project for, uh, uh, what do they call it? A selection process. And so he Everybody just calls him Sarge. Even on his work uniforms, he has Sarge on it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Everybody calls him Sarge. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So I take that this is, this is dad's recipe. It is his recipe. As a little person, I would not eat pickles. I didn't like them. I, they just, to me, they were too, they take over everything. I didn't want them on my sandwich, on my burger. I didn't want them anywhere. I didn't like them. And so he started making pickles, and I would eat his out the jar. I was just like, oh, my God, these are so good. And I've told him my whole life, sell them. Mm. Sell them. Sell the recipe to somebody. Do something with it. These are good. Right. And um, later on in life, he just kind of messed around, sold them to some of his RV buddies and church members and stuff, you know. He was like, yeah, they keep changing my pocket, you know, and. Life dealt me a bad hand, um, really shook my faith. And he was like, if you come home, I'll teach you how to make them. Mm. And then you can keep some change in your pocket. And I was like, hey, I'm not a change type of chick. I got you. <laughs> you like the one that folds. Yes, you? yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if you teach me how, I'm going to start a company. Okay. And he was like, well, you do what you want to. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna show you. Say less. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Let's go. Okay. And so I came back to Arkansas. At the time, I was living in Nashville. Okay. Came back to Arkansas, hung out with him for probably about two, three weeks. We just, you know, loved on each other. I'd been away, I'd been sick. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, I started having seizures out the blue. I was about 25, 26. Mm -hmm. And, um, Never had a seizure in my life. Really? Um, and nobody could explain it. Went to a few doctors, neurologists, neurologists. 
Uh, one did a bunch of tests. She said, you have abnormal brain activity. And my mom, she's, she's passed. She's so funny. She was like, we all knew that, you know? <laughs> like, tell us something we don't know, right, you know? Right. She always been abnormal, you know? <laughs> so um, she said, you have epileptic tendencies. So I was diagnosed as epileptic. Um, at first, I didn't accept it. I'm real headstrong. I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to be sick, mm -hmm. you know? And so at the time, I was still living here in Arkansas. And so I wouldn't take the medicine. I'm not taking this stuff. <laughs> it got worse. Mm -hmm. uh, my marriage fell apart. I think we were really young when we got married. We didn't understand what marriage looked like, how hard it is. Um, by nature, I'm a runner. I don't like confrontation. Right. And so my natural instinct, I'm getting out of here. Flight. Yeah. Take flight. Yeah. And so I moved to a little town, Columbia, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. Um, I got there. I didn't like it. I was ready to run again. My dad's like, no, you stay there. You raise your kids there so they'll have the same type of life you had. What took you, what took you there out of all places? My cousin worked for GM. Okay. He was my favorite cousin, taught me how to play basketball, taught me how to roller skate. They were from up north. And so I just was enamored with him. I thought he was the best thing <laughs> since sliced bread, you know. And so um, he knew I was having a hard time. He was like, come stay with us. And I did. I went and stayed with his family. Okay. Um, I moved there on a Sunday. And by Tuesday, I had a job. Uh, the next month, well, probably about three weeks, I had an apartment, and I just kept, I just kept going. Um, I'm, I got that drive like that. I set my mind to it. I got to make something happen. Yeah, and I can, I can tell. The yeah. first day I met you, I could, I could pick up on that energy. Yeah, yeah. and so um, that's how I got to Tennessee. Um, we did well. I thought, you know, uh, me and the kids. I had my niece with me, uh, my sister who I loved, <laughs> she uh, went to rehab to get her life together. And so I was like, if you go to rehab, I'm gonna take my niece with me. We gonna make some stuff happen. And we did, it was good. Mm -hmm. um, the seizures got worse. So um, I went to Vanderbilt uh, in Nashville. They have a whole clinic that's dedicated to epileptic people. So I was with the best of the best. People fly from all over the world to go to Vanderbilt. Okay. And so um, it just, I had to take a lot of medicine. Uh, being a single mom, uh, not being able to function, my kids kind of had to grow up quickly. Because if I had a seizure, I was out of it. Three or four days, it'd take me to recover. And the older I got, the harder it was on me. Um, we go fast forward, to 2010, they were out of control. Okay. Um, I was trying to get my daughter in college at TSU. She got a scholarship from band, and the nurse needed her uh, shot record. I was trying to talk to the nurse. She said, you don't sound right. I said, I had a seizure. She said, write this name down. Write this phone number down. And she said, you call them. And I wrote the number down, name down, uh, Dr. Ephobe, black woman from Africa, okay. in a little bitty office, nothing like Vanderbilt, all this high tech and all of this. She ran some tests. She took a scan of my entire body. She said, you have a tumor on your brain. I was like, oh my God, we were devastated. Um, 
went to a couple of neurosurgeons. It wasn't cancer. And so I told him, I don't have time for this. <laughs> we can watch it, but I'm not going to get it removed. It's not cancer. It's not going to affect me. Can I get some medicine to help me keep functioning? Mm -hmm. I got this one on her way to college. My son is in private school. Expensive. Mm -hmm. But I had to keep him there because, you know, my niece was back home. She's an adult now. I got work to do. Right. And so we went ahead and we went on with life. Every year they take a picture of it, nothing, nothing, nothing. 2016, it was unreal. Like, I would get lost coming home from work. And I lived like 10, 10 minutes from my job. I would just look around and I wouldn't know where I was at. Um, I'd be at Walmart, couldn't find a car. It, it just got, like, I didn't understand what was happening. And I had seizure after seizure after seizure. We went to do the scan. They was like, oh, you got to have surgery now. It had grown, like, from last year from being this small to being this big. Wow. Um, so we had, I had brain surgery 2016. Um, they had to remove a lot of, uh, they all my pituitary gland gone. <laughs> and they were so, uh, I didn't realize how detrimental the surgery was. A lot of stuff my daughter kept from me, because now she's an adult, and she was just like, if she don't know, she'll keep pushing and fighting. I got sent home with a walker, <laughs> and I kept asking, like, what is this walker for? What is this? You know, they weren't expecting me to be able to walk really? or to talk or to even see because the tumor was resting on my optic nerve. They kept asking me, could I see? They kept snapping their fingers in my ears. Can you hear? I'm like, yes, what is happening, you know? Um, but at that point, my faith in God was so strong. I got saved in 2004, March the 14th. I'll never forget it. Um, my barber, <laughs> he um, invited me and the kids to church. I was real sad one day. Um, and I went to church that Sunday, and the minister he preached on the butterfly and the blood transfusion. How they come out of their cocoon. They was down in the dirt ugly, but then they come up as this beautiful butterfly. Mm -hmm. And I've always loved butterflies. I have them everywhere. And um, I sat there and I cried and cried. I didn't leave. Church was over. Lights were out. I was still sitting there crying. And my children were like, can we go eat? You know, we are hungry. Right. And I couldn't move. And one of the elders from the church came and said, do you want to be baptized? I told him, yes. I got baptized. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I was just, uh, I was on my way. I, I was on a journey that I didn't quite understand, but I knew it was something that I had to do. Mm -hmm. um, I left the church. You know how we do. I got saved, and I was there. And people, you expect a certain thing of church folk. Mm -hmm not understanding that church folk are still people. Human too. Yes, yeah. Very much so. They're still people. Mm -hmm. And everybody has their stuff yes. that they're working through. Yes. At that time, I was a baby saint. And so I didn't get it. So I left. I was like, man, I, I ain't dealing with this stuff. Right. So I left the church. The thing I love about God, he never leaves you. Mm. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. He real. never leaves you. Yeah. The, the word says he's married to the backslider. So he's married to us. I tried. I divorced the church, mm -hmm. but I, he was like, we're not getting a divorce. It's right. me and you, girl. Right. And so um, in my job where I was having all the seizures, 
the janitor, God uses everybody. This is the thing that I love the most because sometimes we'll miss it because we discount the person. The janitor of the building, the one that everybody overlooks, mm -hmm. pushes to the side, he just here to clean. He came to my desk one day and he said, God has his hand upon you. You're anointed. And I just was like, no, not me. And I just, you know, and he came every day and told me that. He asked me, can I pray with you? I let him pray for me. Uh, he said, I want to invite you to revival. I told him, okay, okay, I'm going to come. Elder Summers, I love him. I thank God for his obedience. Um, revival started on Monday. Well, my girls called me. Girl, it's two for one margaritas at Applebee's. <laughs> so I went to Applebee's. Mm, the distraction. Yeah. Mm. I drank a half of a piece of a drink. And I was sick like I had drunk like gallons of alcohol. Really? Tuesday night, I was the first one on the parking lot. Because I, I was like, this, this is God. I'm the first. I was the first one. I beat everybody there. And they were trying to open up church and cut on lights. I, was, I just sat down. And I just sat still. And I never looked back. I never, to this day, still in church. Mm. Just recently got ordained as a minister. Mm. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But so when the tumor came about, I was um, real strong in my faith. And I kept telling the devil, I said, the Lord going to deliver me. I'm going to cough and that tumor going to come out. I'm going to sneeze and it's going to come That's the kind of faith that I have. I, when it comes to faith, I got crazy faith. Yeah. I got that faith and everybody looking at me like, what's wrong? <laughs> this girl said some crazy. But that's the type of God we serve. There's no limits. Right, right. I used that in the fall. I just knew he was going to do something miraculous right. for me. Right. Uh, but he did. It. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. So Dr. Ephobe referred me to a surgeon that is one of the most sought after in all of the world. I met people from Australia, from England. I met people, uh, Nebraska, California. They came so that he can remove their tumor. And I, you know, I'm a, a little peon in this big pond in the world. And I'm, I'm just walking right in. They've paid millions. Really? Yeah. And here I am sitting here. Everybody got Louis Vuittons, Fendi's. You should have seen them. I'm up there with my Walmart backpack on. My, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just Sarita. Right. And, um, and I was like, God, thank you for putting me here, but why am I here? <laughs> I'm a why. I always ask, you know them little kids as they grow up, mm -hmm. why, 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 mm -hmm. why? He's our father. I'm always asking why. So we have the tumor removed. I have no side effects. Now every year, every two years, we have to go back. So I'm in the cycle with the same people that I originally met. So when I went the first year, their speech was slurred. They were on walkers. Some had canes. Somewhere in wheelchairs. And I walk in just like I did in the beginning. I'm still dancing. I'm still doing the moonwalk, you know. I'm still popping and locking, you know what I'm saying? The same you. And I'm like, what happened? What happened? And all I could hear was, I preserved you. And I was just, whew. That was, I was like, oh my God. I had to have radiation. 
I took three months of radiation. I took a lot of radiation. But while I was in radiation, there were people there that had cancer. So I began to pray all through the office. I began to pray for the technicians. I asked them to play worship music. Let's change the atmosphere. So then I began to understand that that sickness was not unto death, but to give God glory. And so because I was faithful in my faith, mm -hmm. he blessed me. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always, it was just something about it. I always wanted to be my own boss. Uh, I took a business class in 11th grade um, as a single mom in Tennessee. I needed a second job, but I didn't have time to work a second job. I got one in the band, got one playing football. I got one, you know, so we had stuff we got to do. Exactly. And so I um, started selling shoes. I loved high heel shoes. <laughs> and so um, I quickly found out Women will tell you, oh, girl, those shoes bad. But when it came time for me to start selling what I was wearing, they, I'm not bad, you know, they shunned me. Mm -hmm. So I, my best customers were men in a barbershop. I, I can see that. I'd <laughs> go to the barbershop and be like, fellas, I got shoes for you, girl. Maybe on the phone, hey, babe, what size shoe you wear? You know, and so that's where I, and then one of the evangelists at the church, she was like, you need to be, you need to go with me. She was an entrepreneur. And so she got me in women's conferences and stuff like that. And so she opened my eyes to being a vendor and legitimizing my business. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, this is cool, you know, because at that point I was just hustling. Right, right, right. And um, she kind of took it to, she helped me to scale up. And she said, God's going to do more for you. And I was like, wow. So I was in all the women's conferences, you know, I was buying more and more shoes. Then I was bedazzling T-shirts. Then I was getting uh, one of the other sisters at the church to make skirts to match the T-shirts. And um, it was it was okay. It was. It was okay. It was okay. So so we we fast forward past that when you made it. You finally made it back to Arkansas, right? Yeah. And your dad, Sarge, he gave you the opportunity to take this this business to yep. the next to the next level, right? Yes. So what what was your first step? and taking it to the next level, what did you do? So, um, being in business, a lot of people think that it's easy. Mm -hmm. It's work. Hard work. It's worth it, but you got to put the work in. Mm -hmm. So when he taught me how to make the pickles, of course, I went straight into hustle mode. Uh, at the time I was still in Nashville, I went to every barbecue, chicken and fish, restaurant known to man. I got a lot of no's, but I got a lot of yeses okay. too. So I was selling like crazy. Found out that some young men had started what they called the black market. So I went to it. I set up. And uh, first I went and I cased them. Let me check them out, see if they legitimate, you know. Right, right. So the next time they had a market, I was part of it. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people came out. I met a couple of chefs. They uh, were excited about it. They bought some jars. I'm going to call you. Um, and I didn't know I sold to a lady that was the manager of a Williams Sonoma high-end uh, retail store for housewares, pots, pans, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So she called me and she invited me to be the spotlight entrepreneur of the month at their store. I'm like, whoa, never done, I never done this. That's so I went, yes, I went 
And I was like, oh my goodness, we were at Green Hills Mall, old money. It's in a Jewish community in Nashville. Louis Vuitton is there, Gucci is there, the Fendi store is there, and Sarge's Famous Pickles is in the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like overwhelmed. Uh, it was exciting. Uh, the lady from, another lady was there from Pottery Barn. So then they invited me to Pottery Barn to be their uh, featured entrepreneur. And by nature, I'm a seller. I can say, I can say, I can sell. And so uh, the Pottery Barn liked my pitch that I was doing when they watch me. Because usually they'll customers if they see one, another one will come, and mm -hmm. another one will come. So I'll do my whole pitch and I explain the story behind the pickle. So then everybody, give me three, give me four, give me five, mm -hmm. you know, give me a whole case, mm -hmm. you know. So we going crazy. We like pickles for everybody. And so she invited me to the Pottery Barn. Then she made me part of their team. So I was there once a month because I wasn't just selling pickles. I started helping them to sell their product, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> their couches, their pillows. Mm -hmm. When customers would come in, I would be like, girl, they're having a sale in the back. You know, so she was like, we need you. Right, right. William Sonoma, we were in discussion with, uh, I taught a pickling class at their store. Uh, it was a refrigerator pickle. And um, because when my dad taught me how to pickle and I got his product down, it just kind of made my mind go Phew. So then I started pickling everything. I wanted to see what would work, what wouldn't work. Then I started dreaming. God would give me dreams about stuff to pickle. And um, it was just, it was exciting. It was fun. It was new. Then the pandemic hit. So I'm like, oh, bro. And we were on a roll. We yeah. were on a mission. But in the process of me doing all of that, I learned that I was out of order. <laughs> you have to be certified to make an acidic product. Mm. So I had to, during the pandemic, I went to an online school, University of Tennessee, okay. the agricultural department teaches how to make an acidic food. So I got my certification. So I'm a certified pickle maker. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so the class was, uh, it took me about two months to finish the class because I'm not as quick as I used to be. That's the only room I get an enemy. I'm not just, I'm not as quick as I used to be. And so, um, I took the class. I got my, uh, it's, I think it's called Better Processing Food Certification. So I got that. And so my dad's wife passed. He asked me to move back home to Arkansas. And I told him, okay, I packed up everything. What do I have to lose? I came home and um, I told daddy, let's redo this. Let's get you involved. Mm -hmm. Let me show you what these pickles really can do. We rebranded, redid a little label, different colors. And um, I found a, a flea market, Sherwood Country Club flea market. Asked, could I set my pickles up? And he's like, hey, we're having an open air flea market. Won't you come? I told him, okay. So daddy was like, yeah, we was making pickles. And he, how many are you going to make? I probably made about 10 cases. How many in cases? 12. Okay. I said, come on, we're going to sell these pickles. We got up there Saturday morning, went, put our tent up. I told him, you are my money man and my bag man. I said, can you handle that? You just, he just fussing. You just talk so much. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> we got out there as people started coming, and I was handing out samples. I was just drawing them in. Mm -hmm. We sold every single jar. He was done. Mm -hmm. He was like, That, that man ain't no believer. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, how you do that? Mm -hmm. I told him, I'm a salesman, because he never seen me in my professional element anyway. Mm -hmm. 
because that's where I come from, from a call center world, customer service, salesman, all of that. That's reason one reason why he kind of taught me the recipe because after I had the brain surgery, he told me I couldn't work anymore. I was a liability. Mm -hmm. So I had to get on disability. And I'm not one to sit around and wait on a check. You know, I just, that wasn't the life that God would have for no, me. No, it's not. No, the, his word is so contradictory to what life was trying to do. Yes, yes. And so I began to write scriptures and stick them. If you come to my house, there's sticky notes everywhere, on my mirrors, on my refrigerator. And it's his scripture because I have to, that's how you win. You have to get that word on the inside of you. It becomes a part of you. Mm. That's why I wore my shirt today, Conqueror. Mm. <laughs> that was one of my mm. favorite. I'm more than a conqueror. Yes, so I had to tell myself that. You can't, I can't sit and wait on the government mm -mm. to give me a check. No, that's not an abundance. No. And that's what he promised. That's what yes. life and debt more abundantly. Yes, I am a child of the king. I'm an heir yes. to the kingdom. Yes. So I'm royalty. Yes. So I'm not going. <laughs> I don't fall for the okie doke no more. I got you. And so that's kind of where this drive comes from, too, for this business. So with an acidic product, you got to have certification. I move here. I need a commercial kitchen. Can't make them at home. You got to be in a commercial kitchen. Talk to me. Yeah, so if you make jellies or jams, you can make that at home. It's called a cottage law. Okay. But the cottage law decided this product needs to be made in a commercial kitchen because it can go wrong so quickly okay. as far as botulism and uh, uh, antibacterial uh, diseases. So you have to be in a commercial kitchen. Okay. So I found a commercial kitchen here. And uh, I love him. He's very good. His name is John Lamb. He requires even more certifications. Really? Yes. He wants you to be the best of the best. Whoever comes out of his kitchen, you're good. Because he has taught you well. And he, you have all of the documentation to back up your product. I got you. Nobody can question you and your product. It's stamped. It's, it's, good. Stamped. it's good. Okay. So, um... I had to go to Benny Keith and get a Serve Safe Manager um, certification. Right now, we're working with the state of Arkansas, get the Department of Health. They also uh, put their stamp of approval on it. Um, a chemist has to check the acidic level in each one of my products. Okay. Uh, so I got five that I'm trying to put out now. Uh, the original, which is my dad's sweet with a little heat. Then I did sweet with a whole lot of heat. Okay. <laughs> I made a relish off of the sweet with a little heat, uh, a pickled blueberry, and I have a pepper jelly. Okay. And so all of those have to be tested through the uh, chemist, and then the state of Arkansas will say, okay. And you have to make a processing uh, paperwork for each of them. It's, it's a lot of work. I see. I see. It's a lot of work, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And um, I had to have a business plan, um, which uh, entails a lot of information. Your business plan is really you and your business on paper and your forecast, where you're headed. What do you want to see your business do? And so I've done that. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And for me, it can be a little overwhelming. 
And so um, my son had moved to Arizona, and he was like, hey, Mom, how's it going? I was like, yeah. He said, okay, I'm going to move home. I'm going to help you get all your paperwork done. We're going to get your website right. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know you're having a hard time trying to keep up with everything. And I told him, yes, because it's just me and Dad. Right. Dad is 77. You know what I'm saying? So, and then here you got me that I still take a lot of medicine uh, due to the, the brain surgery. And so I have good days. I have bad days. And I can't afford to miss out on a bad day. I need to have, every day needs to be a good day. Right. Right. Every day needs to be a good day. So now I got somebody to kind of catch my slack. I like that. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we're having all good days now. That's good. That's good. Let me let me ask you this, right? So once you once you got everything, you know, stamped as mm -hmm. far as for the state of Arkansas, right? Mm -hmm. And you're able to push out and sell these pickles. What was your process as far as marketing and advertising? Because I know you told me you had a you had a really good uh, response over there at the flea market. Yes. Pickles, right. Yes. So. Was it just momentum building after that? It was. Uh, when you say, and I noticed this a lot just from watching when I go sit up somewhere, mm -hmm. a lot of people sit behind their table. I stand in front of my table. Mm -hmm. You, people buy people. They do. They do. They buy the story. Mm -hmm. And so it's a good pickle. It's a great pickle. It's famous. But it's the story that they're buying. And it's me that they're buying. Mm -hmm. So I have to be out front to sell and to explain to them where the pickle comes from. Because I get a lot of little ladies that are so funny. I make pickles and I get a lot yeah. of older guys. Yeah. You know, my grandmother makes pickles yeah. or yeah. even people that's my age, you know. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, my grandmother made these pickles. I said, go ahead, try one. Right. You know, and they'd be like, oh, my God. I said, I won't tell your grandmother. I'm not going to tell you, you know. So you have to build a rapport mm -hmm. with your cousin. And I tell everybody, once you get a jar, we're family. Mm -hmm. I said, so if you see me somewhere out, you got to holler, hey, cuz. Right, so right, I got a lot right. of pickle cousins. Yeah. And so family takes care of family, right? They do. So they do. they're looking out for me. Yeah. So I've made it this far on my cousins. I like that. I like that. A lot of them will call me or inbox me, hey, Sarita, I know somebody that's having an event. Do you want to try and see if we can get you in? Mm -hmm. So I've made my way, especially in Arkansas, because this has been hard. It's like it's like starting all over. Because you were pretty much established in Tennessee. Yes. Because I know you was telling me about the events that you was going to yes. in the mall, and it was, it was, it was good. It was good. Getting, getting invited and guy opening doors of opportunity in other yes. spaces. So you had you had a solid foundation. I had man. a solid foundation. Okay, and it's always hard just starting all the way over. We started all the way over. Even though this is where these pickles originated from, <laughs> but they didn't have a reputation here. No. Okay. No. You still have ties with Tennessee? As well? Yes. Okay. I actually got an inbox just last week okay. asking me to come back to Williams Sonoma. We want you to set up again. Really? Yes. So we're trying to figure out what weekend we're gonna go and spend a weekend in Nashville. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, in my start over though, I just really believe, I remember as a little kid, we used to say Arkansas, land of opportunity, Arkansas. This was my opportunity. Um, my cousins, um, I set up in the mall for the holiday season. Um, and I know a lot of people, I, I'm not going to stop saying it was strange. My niece uh, had to have heart surgery. I was in the waiting room and I heard the Lord say, McKay Mall. 
I was like, dang. When I said I was going to stop asking why so much, so I just picked up the phone and called McCain out. Immediately, it went to long-term, short-term leasing. The lady immediately picked up. Now, if you call McCain right now, you're going to get a voicemail. I'm, it was immediate. It did not go to, if you got this, press this, if you got this. Right. It immediately went to long-term, short-term leasing. Yeah, that's rare. You're going to usually get the direct. No. Yeah. And immediately she picked up the phone. The mall manager. And um, I was at, and it, I didn't say my name or anything. I said, I was calling to inquire about how much would it cost if I set up a table and sold my product. She said, well, what type of product do you have? I said, pickles, relish, homemade. Oh, my God. And she just went to talking. And she's like, we're going to get you in here. She said, what is your email address? I gave her my email address. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, what is your name? I gave her my name, and she wrote, she said, I'm going to email you the prices that we have. Mm -hmm. And he, don't look too hard at the prices. Email me back dates that you want to set up. So she emailed me the prices, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, well, that's out. And I wouldn't email her back. I didn't email her back for probably about three days. Cause you were you were inquiring about a, like a um, what is it a like the little kiosk kiosk yeah, yeah they yeah. call it a little kiosk yeah and so I really I just wanted to just set up my table like mm -hmm. I do everywhere else I go right and um, the Lord just beat me up He wouldn't let it you got to email her back so I decided I could do Black Friday and then like I do three days out the week Friday Saturday Sunday until the end of the year just for the holiday season. And so I emailed her back all the dates. And uh, and I put in there, I'm a, technically I'm a startup. I'm still learning how, and you know, I don't have that type of money in my account. At that point, I didn't even have a bank account. Really? Because I didn't understand in business, because I'm still hustling, right? Right, right. I'm still in hustle mode. So the money we was making from the pickles was still going into my personal account. And it was kind of just helping me to live, you know, like I was living before I got sick. So that's really the mindset that I had. I can pay my mortgage. I can keep the insurance up on my car. Mm -hmm. If my girls want to go out to eat, me and the aunties, we can go out to eat. Right. I can buy me an outfit if I want to. I can keep my hair done. Right. Ain't no You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I, that's the way I was thinking. I can keep my nails and keep my eyelashes done. I wasn't thinking. Business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, she emailed me back. I will charge you $1,000 for the five weekends. <laughs> when $1,000 pays for one weekend, mm. I got five weekends for what you would pay for one weekend. Can't beat that. And I told my dad, and my dad wrote a check immediately. Here you go, I believe in you. He said, at first, I was kind of, he said, but I've seen you and I've seen where this could go. He said, let's do things different. He said, I want you to go and meet a bookkeeper. He said, I want you to get your LLC. I want you to get your EIN number. Mm -hmm. I want you to get legitimized. Yeah. He said, because this is something, you said you was gonna build a company. Mm -hmm. Let's build a company. That's powerful, man. And I so I was that. just like, whoa. I like that. And so McCain Mall kind of, we pivoted. We went from me being a hustler to me being the president 
of Sergeant's Pickle Company, LLC. Yo. <laughs> Yo. God is good, man. Yes, he I like, is. I like that. Yes, I like he that. is. And I worked that, those three days out of that weekend. I worked. Yeah. I worked. I was there from the time the mall opened to the time the mall closed. Yeah. I was there longer than some of the stores that are in the mall. For a purpose, though. For a purpose. Yeah. And I, I made friends with all of them. Yeah. I know all the security guards. Yeah. I know the police officers, you know. Yeah. I, don't because... see, I don't see you going nowhere without making a friend with your personality. Yes. You know what I mean? I think that's that's a huge part of your gift. Yeah. And it's opening doors for you. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll place you before many men. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it'll make room. Favorite. It'll make room yes, for you. That's my favorite. It'll make room for you. Yes. But you just got that type of personality. You just light up the room. You know thank what I mean? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And it, it you. you couldn't be in a better industry but sales. You know what I yes. mean? Because people buy from those they know, like, and trust. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the only way somebody's not going to like you if they don't know you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> for real. That's why I tell them it's very hard for me. When somebody don't like me, it hurts my feelings. I take it very personal because I'm like, who would like me? <laughs> no, they that is, they don't know. Yeah. And uh, in the process of being at McCain Mall, mm -hmm. a lady that lives across the way in the neighborhood across McCain, she does not like the mall. She does not like pickles. She came in the mall to get a quick gift because she forgot she needed to buy a gift for somebody. So she was just going to run in there and get something real quick. And uh, she came in the mall. She saw me, and she was just like, okay, I'll buy a jar of pickles. You know, I sold her on them. And um, this was probably February. I get an email from her. She was like, I am the uh, director of uh, the... Central Arkansas Library System, the gallery. Mm -hmm. This is where they showcase artists. Mm -hmm. And she said, your pickle is considered an artisan product, and we like to showcase them and showcase you. I'm like, what? Really? So I'm just all hyped up. I'm at the, I'm at the library. I'm at the library. <laughs> so we go down. I hug her. I thank her. Mm -hmm. She said, you know what? She said, you need to be in a class with uh, Benito. We have an entrepreneurial uh, incubator. It's called Rocket Lab. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. I, I've been looking for somewhere like that. Yeah. I've, I, you know, I went to this place uh, in North Little Rock, the Innovation Hub. I mm -hmm. thought that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I went across the Technology Park. I was like, maybe they can help me. You know, I've been going to different places trying to figure out where can I go to get a real, real foundation because now we've pivoted. I need to come up in my thought process, right. come up in right. what I'm doing. And so I emailed them. We missed each other a couple times. Um, I spoke to uh, the Rocket Lab's uh, assistant director. She called me, Miss Leah, and she was like, we're going to get you in here. You've got to come. Mm -hmm. And so I got a chance to meet Benito. He was like, oh, my God, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, love that. I love shout Benito. Out to Benito man. I love him. Yeah. I love the way I just love being around him. Yeah. And immediately, immediately, he was like, I have a grant that I'm going to offer you. He's like, what do you need to do next? And so he's helping to fund the process of getting the label that you would see in a store. Mm -hmm. So then that's where... That, uh, that whole process that I told you that I'm in the process, it costs money. Right, right. Everything costs money. It do, it do. Oh, my do. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, he's helping to fund that. 
And so then when that's done, I've got a connection, made another connection. Um, we're going to go into Edwards. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, what, that's big. That's huge. That's, big. that's what I'm talking that's about. That's huge. Yes, yes. But God is good. Yes, he is. Yeah. And so yeah. I do got the pickles set up in little spots, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, I want to get a complete understanding. I got other people that, that we have met in class that are now assisting me with getting a good understanding of finances. Mm -hmm. Because, I, you know, I can be transparent. I am not good with money. I spend it. <laughs> I spend it. And you know, when everybody's like, oh, I get a million dollars, I can spend a million dollars in a couple of hours. Yeah. I spend, I am, but the Lord is keeping me. Uh -huh. And I, you know, when I got sick and they told me I couldn't work anymore, I went two years with no income. And so I had to learn how to be a good steward over nothing. Mm -hmm. I got $40 worth of food stamps every month. But I would tie it off my $40 of food stamps. I would put water in my pastor's office. I would put juice in my first lady's office. Mm. I would put mints up there where he liked them at on the pulpit. Mm. I gave off of the food stamps. Mm. I made sure that I was in a position where I worked too. You know, if the church needed to be clean, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll help clean. Yeah. Whatever I needed to do. So I learned how to be a good steward over nothing. I didn't miss. I didn't lack. My son quit college, moved home. He, uh, They split the rent between the two of them. They took care of me. Uh, my son would get his check. He put money in my hand. And we used to always, my mom would always say, this to keep the hanks off of you. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they made sure I had everything. I even went on a cruise. <laughs> but it taught me something. So then I get back here, and the Lord was like, Shh, remember what you learned. And so now I'm in the process of learning again to live off that check and be okay. And then let the business thrive. Yes, yes, yes. Put it all back in. Put, put it in the business. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But like I was saying, you know, Miss Deborah. Going to the mall, <laughs> not eating pickles, to now I'm at the library. Mm -hmm. I'm with Benito. I'm learning a lot of information. A lot of information. I'm learning uh, how to be a solid businesswoman. Benito says at every class, if you're not good with your cash flow, you're not going to be successful. And I want to be successful. I want to be a wealth for my family. I don't want to leave this earth and my children are having to pay for a funeral mm -hmm. and having to try to figure out what we're going to do with this and I leave them in debt. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen. Mm -hmm. We are debt-free people. That's it. We're going to speak it into existence. Yes. Yes, most definitely. Manifest that. Yes. For sure. Um, so, I'm curious. I, you know, you have such a powerful testimony. It's so powerful. So we know you have definitely been through some trials and tribulations. Yes. <laughs> definitely, to say the least. But what what are some of the, the your dreams, goals, and aspirations for this brand, which is an amazing brand moving forward? What 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 I know come coming soon gonna be in the store, right? Yes. That's for sure. That's but what what else? I know it's a bigger picture. It's a big <laughs> it's a big dream behind this. It is. It is. Um so we're gonna come out with five products originally. We got a lot, 
And now that I've got my son here, he's a cook by nature. He loves to cook. And so I taught him how to pickle. And immediately, that next week, he he was pickling everything. And so I started a little garden out in the back, you know, just to keep me busy, keep me occupied, keep me going. now he's out in my garden picking stuff, you know, let's try to pickle this, let's try to pickle this. So as we grow, we want the pickling line to transform. We want people to find things that you wouldn't normally think of. We want to do something that's gourmet. Uh, it's going to be a little uh, high end. I know a lot of people like pickled asparagus and things like that. We pickle squash. Okay. We pickle peaches, blueberries. You know, those are the things that you wouldn't think of, but fruit really pickles well. Um, then uh, I've written a cookbook. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm a kind of cook. I've never been one to like to cook, never really liked the kitchen. But something about being in there when I was pickling, it bought me peace. Okay. And it really helped to soothe things for me, you know, and kind of brought my mind back in. Uh, and so I've written a cookbook. Actually, yesterday we were working on it. We got the rough draft. <laughs> it's called The Kinda Cookbook. Okay. Uh, and it's just quick recipes that, you know, like I learned from my mom, from my dad. They all got funny stories to go with them. And it's for the the new wife or the new mama when you're trying to, you know, get in there and trying to figure out how do I cook and how do I make a meal mm. and um, and it's just funny things to kind of help make you smile. And so we got that coming. Uh, I'm believing God for land. I would love about five acres. I would love to grow muscadines. My daddy makes me muscadine wine. Okay. <laughs> but um, I would love a vineyard. I would love a black-owned vineyard. That would be dope. Yeah. So I don't know if it is one here. Yeah. And I would love to, to I, I believe God, to do that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, to grow, I want you from the seed to the storehouse. I got you. I would love to uh, do that where I grow my own cucumbers. Everything in house. Yeah, yeah. everything in house. Yeah. I would love to do that. Um, it's uh, I don't know. It's endless. When you got gotten, all things are possible. Right. And so I told my son. I told my daughter. I told my niece my nephew, because they've really been an intricate part of this. My niece is very good at budgeting and money, so she's kind of stepped up to the plate. She's now the CFO <laughs> of Sarge's Famous Pickles. Okay. I, I, I relinquished the checkbook, yeah. the debit card, the credit cards, the POS system, everything. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And um, I got an old school ledger, and so that way I can keep up with my sales every day so that I can see this is how much you're making. What are you spending? Right, right. So it kind of, it's a, a, a self-check for me. Sometimes we have to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm real big on that. I'm real big on being transparent. I'm real big on owning uh, who I am, my failures, my successes. Um, I like being transparent. You know, the Bible tells us we overcome by the words of, by the blood of the Lamb and the words of their testimonies. And so when I'm transparent, and somebody else can say, oh, my God, I'm not good with money either. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I need to try this. Maybe I need to do that. Right. And that'll help somebody else be successful. I'm big on sharing everything. Sometimes some people think I talk too much. 
but I want everybody to win. Yeah, yeah. What is it going to be if I win exactly. and me and my family, we all right, and then you see other families that are just barely making barely it. Making it yeah. yeah, that's not cool. No, so I, no. I tell everybody, if it's an event coming, mm -hmm. and I know ladies that, you know, do this and do that, girl, it's a pop-up coming. You know, it's a pop-up coming, it's a pop-up coming. Or if there's a business event that's free, yeah. come to this tonight. Right. They're sharing information. We all got to be, we all got to win. Right. Um, I do want to say this. If you are disabled, Arkansas Vocational Rehab has monies to help you start your business. That's part of their duties, their requirements. Okay. As a rehab, the vocational rehab, you think of, they're helping you to uh, be uh, productive in society again. Mm -hmm. um, most people, when you think of disabilities, uh, if you're blind, if you're hard of hearing, if you have a physical you know, disability, um, they're there to help you to be productive in society again or to find a job or what, whatever. They also have money set aside to help you start a business if you have the capabilities to do so. So I had to test for them. I had to have a business plan for them. And then they had to go back and evaluate. They make a determination and they said, okay, we'll help you. Um, they have money up to $10,000 for an individual. Um, Arkansas's budget is a little shaky, but they were able to help me upgrade my uh, point of sale uh, system. Okay. You know, most people you see they do that little plug in right, right, in their right. phone. That little that little plug in. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, I'm fancy now. Yeah, I got the, the one you can tap with the tap. Yeah. Okay. They paid for the iPad, the uh, stand. They did all of that. Okay. I got a new tent. I got new chairs. I got a wagon now, so we don't have to be carrying cases. I got a, a dolly. So they helped me to scale up so it's not as difficult mm -hmm. to work now. Yeah. And they bought a lot of jars for me. And so I am appreciative of Arkansas Vocational Rehab. Uh, there's a black man in Little Rock who started his own finance uh, nonprofit organization. It's called Community, uh, it's People's Trust. Mm -hmm. Arlo. Arlo, mm -hmm. yes. Yep. Um, I can't say enough about him. He has, um, regardless of your credit, mm -hmm. if you are a business person, you can get up to $10,000. Really? And that was one of the things that, that uh, Mr. Johnny, that I'm looking to buy his business, that was one of the, he called me that day. He's like, Sarita, it's a black man that's got a, uh, his own bank. And I was like. This is Mr. Johnny, yeah, white man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, we need to find him. And yeah. I was like, Mr. Johnny, I just saw his article on my uh, Facebook page. He right. was like, nobody but God. Call him, girl. Click. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I did. I went and found him. Mm -hmm. And I went in. They so professional. Mm -hmm. So I, outstanding excellence. She sat me down. I had all my paperwork with me. She walked me through the process. She filled it all out for me. Boom. You're and they just put a cushion in the bank. Mm -hmm. It just kept to cushion me. So then as things start jumping off, I can be involved in it. Central Arkansas Women's Expo, hey, I didn't have a problem paying the vendor fees. Right. Whereas before, I would have been like, oh my God, I can't pay that. Mm -hmm. With his cushion, with his help, mm -hmm. 
girl, where I need to sign it. Right, you know, right, right. Uh, I've done a couple big things that normally I wouldn't be able to afford or I wouldn't even have considered. But because I listened to Mr. Johnny, mm -hmm. don't spend your own money. Don't spend your own, yeah. And I went to Arlo. He put a cushion in my bank account. Yes, and what it does yeah. is it helps to build the credibility of Sarge's Famous Pickles. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And you know what? One thing I notice about, especially our people with our businesses, why we struggle. Yes. Because we lack information yes. and resources. Yes. And they are vital to the success the, of any business. Any business. You got to have information. You got to have resources. You do. Because without that, you, you don't. You don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I've met women along the way. It's one little lady at my job. Hey, Kim Lee, she is a sharer. Mm -hmm. She wants to see black people win, small businesses win, mm -hmm. minority-owned businesses win. So it's not just about the African-American community. Kim Lee is for people. Yeah. She's for the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. she's inboxing me. Send this to whoever you know. Send this. And so she's gotten me involved in a a women's cohort, or Arkansas business women's cohort that uh, it's about technology. And so um, I started that class on uh, at the end of June. And if <laughs> I could get the next lady in, once I complete, you know, I'm in the class, I'm gonna pass it to the next lady. They help you with marketing and, and the things that I'm not good, I'm not technology, I'm, I'm 50 years old, technology. We didn't have computers at school. We were still taking the typing class, you know what I'm saying? We took computers in college. And so I, my son bought me an iPad. I'm like, I use it to play uh, spades on, you know? <laughs> so, you know, but they're helping us to understand marketing on a different level. Because mm -hmm. my marketing is word of mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, I, me and Facebook, we cool, yeah, but I gotta yeah, come on into yeah. the Instagram yeah. game. I gotta come yeah. on up with TikTok. Yeah, yeah, you know, I tried to yeah. put a uh, video on TikTok. I don't know what that was. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. But you, it's all good because when I first, one of the first experiences I had with you, one of the conversations, you said, you know what, me and God, we cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he gonna work it out for you yeah. regardless. But it is very important that we have to evolve. You know what yes. I mean? Because things is changing, and I yes. mean. The social media marketing is, that's the main source of marketing right now. You know, but I mean, like the sky's the limit with it. You know yes. what I mean? It Positioning is. your pickles the right way on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? The right person sharing it, using the right hashtag. It could take it off. off. I mean, websites go crazy with orders. What? Just and it off has of one post. One post. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, um... One of, uh, one of the mothers at the church that really uh, saw about my spiritual life, uh, her son is a, a chef. Okay. And um, he's in Memphis. He was a part owner of a downtown, right off uh, Bill Street mm -hmm. restaurant. Everybody went to Sage, everybody. And he mentored me. He gave me little things, Chef Eli Townsend, y'all go see him, holler at him. He's in Memphis. He said, Sarita, first things first, we got to teach you how to take good pictures. <laughs> yes, and then he told me about my hashtags. Use them on every post. Mm -hmm. Use the same hashtag, and it'll catch on. Mm -hmm. So I had a, a, a lady at church that actually made me a T-shirt with my, with my hashtag so people can see it as I'm out, you know. Mm -hmm. So that became important. And so he was able to help mentor me. He helped 
to get me on a web restaurant where I can order wholesale instead of going to Walmart trying to buy my ingredients. He was like, girl. And so he helped me with that. So along the way, God has placed people to mentor me, to help me to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. So he did that for me. Then we get here, he's still very much involved. I have to take four or five cases to Memphis every two or three months because he sells them for me. Okay. And um, it, it's been amazing how much I've learned, you know, with social media. My children was like, Mom, it's this guy that's on TikTok that does, um, he tastes pickles, and uh, then he gives a rating. Send them some. They did. They did? Okay. They sent him some. Yeah. And he doesn't like sweet pickles. Mm -hmm. And his highest rating is a 10. He gave us an 8. <laughs> he said, I don't eat sweet pickles. I hate them. Mm -hmm. He said, but I'm here to let y'all know, Sarge's famous pickles are good. He said, I'm going to give them an 8 out of 10. Mm. I, my website went crazy. We were shipping pickles like crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That one hit. Social media. I was, it was unreal. Another friend of mine, uh, prophetess uh, Jawana Neal, she's in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I went to hear her speak, and I gave her a jar of the pickles. I gave her, I pickled pineapples. I gave her a jar of the pickled pineapples. I was just giving her stuff, you know. She has a YouTube channel, and it called, it's called Neoville, because her last name is Neil, and it's called Neoville, What's Cooking in Neoville. And she cooks, and she teaches you how to make good food on the low. Okay. And so she did a video where she made tuna salad, tuna fish with the pickles. My website, it went crazy. I was getting orders for like the next three weeks. I was getting consistent orders because people watch her mm -hmm. and they was like, oh, if she says good, it must be good. Right. I was sending pickles to Nebraska, North Dakota, just places you was like, what? But people were watching her, and they, it, it's been, I see how important it is to be on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can, it can take you to another level. It, it can. can. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm still slipping. I got to find me a social media purse. I'm going to give me somebody to do it because I just be like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's time consuming, but it's, it it's very important. But if you can delegate that task to somebody mm -hmm. and let them focus solely on that. Yes. It'll, it'll pay for itself. I fired my daughter. She was supposed to be doing I fired her. <laughs> she wasn't doing right. She wasn't doing right. I told her when I make my first meal, don't ask me nothing for nothing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She still love her, though. She's going to be a piece of the pie. You know she is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, man. What, what advice would you give an aspiring entrepreneur, regardless of what industry they're interested in? It don't matter. What would you tell them? Get it. Don't give up. If there's some young ladies at church and I'm, they've come to me and been like, you know, we need your help. First things first, find something that you know that you're passionate about. Um, I was passionate about shoes, but it wasn't, it didn't kind of, it wasn't a good fit. I was, the t-shirts was just, you know, whatever. You got to know that you know that this is where it's at. Um, if you know that you love boutiques and you want to be a boot, what's going to separate your boutique from the next man? You got to find your niche. Mm -hmm. When you get that niche, then you go forward. 
full steam ahead. And you want to be found paying your tithes. You want to be found giving. You got to be a giver. God will give back to you. He will. And so as a new entrepreneur, you got to stay positive and you got to put your affirmations up every day. I am an entrepreneur. I am a smart businesswoman. I am a smart businessman. I am a good steward over my finances, yes. over my products. Yes. I am a giver. I yes. tell myself that every day, even now, even now as I go forward. This morning I was up brushing my teeth <laughs> on my bathroom mirror. I am an entrepreneur. I am saved. And I got a scripture of, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. So then I tell myself, I'm prosperous. Yeah. I'm prosperous. Yeah. I'm prospering. Words, even now. Words are so powerful. Yes. You know how powerful the word is? Uh-oh. <laughs> listen, I'm just saying, in the beginning, it wasn't nothing but the word. That, don't get me started. He, he spoke it all into existence. Yes. That's how powerful the word is. A, but people don't understand how powerful their tongue is. It is very powerful. And I mean, we are the king of king, or the king, right? Yes, we are. I'm just saying. Yes, we are. In the beginning was the word. Yeah. And the word was God. Yes. And the word was with God. And he turned the word into flesh. Come on, don't get me started. He just spoken into existence. Yes. So, I mean, <laughs> he, created, he created us in his image and his likeness. So, you know, I claim to be like my father. Yes. Who are in heaven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have his characteristics. A lot of people used to tell me, girl, you look just like your daddy. Thank you. Right, right. Yeah, right, that's who I want right. to look like. Straight up. I want mm -hmm. to look good. Mm -hmm. Look like yeah. goodness and mercy. Yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, what, what, what events, what we got coming up soon? What's, 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 what's a, ahead for okay, us? Okay, so, so excited. I'm a part of the Central Arkansas Library, uh, Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas Women's Expo, okay, which is huge. They're going to have over 5,000 women there. And so I'm super excited. We are making pickles like crazy. Yeah. We are trying to get ourselves together, get ready. It's a two-day event. It's August the 6th and 7th. Okay. I'm also one of their featured chefs. So I get to get up on stage and do a demo, okay. which is nuts to me. So you can just start calling me Chef Serena. Yeah. Ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's uh, huge for us. Um, and then after that, oh, I've also launched another part of what God has kind of called me to. Um, I would say it's ministry for me. So I've launched uh, what I call Kingdom Market. Okay. Uh, we'll be in uh, McCain Mall July the 15th, 16th, and 17th. So if there's any entrepreneurs out there, that want to be with us, it's $150 for three days. I paid $150 for three hours. Can't beat that. Some people can make it in an hour. Yeah, I got you for three days. Mm -hmm. You give guaranteed foot traffic. We're gonna be in McCain Mall. We're gonna be downstairs on the lower level, right next to Dillard's. <laughs> There's a barber shop down there. There's a Rainbow's Fashion. Maurice, the food court is down there. So people are downstairs walking. Mm -hmm. So you got guaranteed foot traffic. It's an opportunity to get new customers, a different type of customer. Right. Um, so that's exciting. July the 15th, 16th, 17th, inbox me, uh, the Kingdom Market, and we're going to partner with McCain Mall. We're going to try to do one at least once every two months 
or once a quarter. We're going to see how it kind of works out, see who's interested. But it's something that uh, maybe try different locations around the city. Okay. But I want to see us build a community, kind of like Night Market. Yeah. Night Market was dope, Man, boy. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was. I sold 15 cases of pickles. <laughs> I sold 15. We sold, and I had so much fun. But what I noticed, again, people sitting behind their, their table. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I aspire to do in Kingdom Market is to teach them how to be a salesman to teach them how to come out from behind that table. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't want to be bound. You're free now. Right. You're your own boss. Right. You represent. Yeah. You don't have to answer to nobody but you. That's it. You set the pace and the tone for your company. So do you want to be the, I'm just sitting here? Right. Because that's our mindset because we've worked for the man for so long. Mm -hmm. We just sitting back here not knowing that we're now the man. Right. We get to come out front. Right, definitely. I like that. And yeah. I, I know you got great things coming. Yeah. Great. We, we claim it in advance. It's coming, man. Yes. For real. Yes, it is. So um, how how can you be reached? How can they get these pickles? What's the, what's the contact information? So um, most people uh, inbox me on Facebook, follow me on Facebook. Um, you can also purchase them at the... Country Club Flea Market in Sherwood on Highway 107. I'm in Jack and Diane's Boutique in McCain Mall. If you are in Benton, I'm at Brett Weiser's uh, Deli on, I think it's South Street. If you are in Little Rock, Mr. K. Hall, yeah, K. Hall and Sons Produce, they sell them now, which I cried like for an hour. I, when I first moved here, he was the first person I went to. I've left about five jars of free pickles up there. Really? Just trying to get him to just please taste them. Uh -huh. Please, please, please. And one Saturday, I had my son with me. And I went up there. I said, this is my last, I'm a, this is my last time. And I asked uh, a guy. He was like, you got to talk to the decision maker. I said, come on, decision maker. I need you to make a decision today. Right. I said, why wouldn't you give me an opportunity? Somebody gave you one. Mm -hmm. I wanted the same thing you're doing for your sons and your nephews. Let me do it for my daughter and my son. Right. And he gave up. He okay. Okay, come on. He said, how much you selling for? I said, $8 a jar. Ain't nobody going to buy no pills for $8 a jar. He stayed sold out. <laughs> so I thank God for him giving me an opportunity. I just, it means a lot because to me, they're the example of what black business look like. Mm -hmm. When you go in that store, everybody that got on a K-Hall's uh, t-shirt, they're family. This is my niece, this is my nephew, this is my grandson, this is my sister's uh, baby's grandson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what it should look like. Mm -hmm. Because then when something happens to the decision maker, there are other decision makers that he's training. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to be able to carry that on. Mm -hmm. K. Hall's ain't going nowhere. Yeah, we can pass it from the next generation to generation to generation. He, that's not going nowhere. Yeah, keep it there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's already in line. His sons can take it and run it. Mm -hmm. Now he got grandsons that's learning the business. Yeah. Grandsons bringing a new flavor every Saturday. You see the seafood boil. Okay. And see, you. that's not going. That's a, He's not going anywhere. We're going to see that in black community. 
for years, for years. And that's what I want for my family. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we have to be for each other. Mm -hmm. The filling station on JFK. Okay, okay. Yep, I'm in there. Uh, I think that's everywhere. Okay. I'm and working on a new contract, though. So everything, I ain't mean to cut you off, uh -huh. but everything is Sarge Famous Pickles on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter. Okay. Yep, everything. I got you, okay. Everything is Sarge's Famous Pickles, yep. Okay. And you say you're working on... I got some new contracts. We're working on getting in the state park. Okay. Uh, we got. Uh, we're now vendor with the state of Arkansas, so we're uh, working on getting in all of the state parks. There's 52 state parks. That's a lot of pickles. Right. That's a lot of pickles. It's happening right now. <laughs> it's happening. That's a lot of pickles. Yeah. But when I get the opportunity to step into that level, then I can kind of sit back because then we'll be in a position where now we can hire people. Mm -hmm. We can step out of the uh, that space, and I can step into the space where I can now. I'm really teaching. Yeah. I'm really bringing people on board. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really bringing Arlo and the Benitos, you know, in front of people, and really putting on conferences that are free. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to have to pay for this. Yeah. I want everybody to get it for free. Yeah. And then let's move forward, and let's change the momentum. Let's change that. Let's change what the marketplace look like. The marketplace look like, because as an African-American community, we spend more money than anybody. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, we consume, but we don't produce enough. Yeah. So we're going to change that. You got to change the narrative. We're going to change it. For sure. Yeah, that's my mission. It's going to happen. It is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm willing to help you with it anyway, yes. any way I can. <laughs> any way I can. That's my mission. Oh, yeah, I'll be bringing people in front of the game and retain. We appreciate it. We appreciate we it. We got to retain what we've learned. Mm -hmm. We've got to gain it. Mm -hmm. We've got to retain it. Yep. And then we got to regurgitate it. Give it you gotta give it back. Yes. Yep. And then maintain your integrity mm -hmm. as you move forward. Yeah. Once you make it to new levels, you know, you got new devils, but you gotta still keep your morals keep, yes. intact. You got yes. To, yeah. Yes. Yeah. God give you he give you a lot more, but how you gonna how you gonna take care of it? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. This has been exciting. I, this has been so cool. For real. I, I appreciate you for coming. I thank you yeah. for inviting me. Yeah. This has been uh humbling. Yeah. It's been uh this is definitely a part of his plan. For sure. This is definitely a part of his plan. I have met uh so many uh God fearing people, faith walkers, mm -hmm. water walkers in this uh journey that I've been on because it does take faith it do. and it takes a lot of confidence to be able to step out and say I'm gonna start my own business and I've met people that have left their nine to five and said I'm gonna do it mm -hmm. and that's that's um that's scary that's terrifying that's scary but liberating I, at the same time at the same time yeah because I didn't get the opportunity to say I'm gonna leave you know make a decision my decision was made for me because I, I believe that God knows that I would have never taken that step. I would have never just really just went all out with mm -hmm. it. I would have still been kind of hanging in the back. I'm just hustling. He cut your parachute off of you. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's either, you know, you're going to have to sink or swim, girl. Come yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, in the process, it has built my faith even the more. You know, I'm kind of fearless when it comes to the things that uh, God shows me now. I, you know, there's... Nothing that you can't tell me that he can't do. Right. You know, like I told my dad, I said, Dad, we're going to have a vineyard. Can't you just be talking? 
Well, so when it comes, mm-hmm. y'all, you know, there she is. She said it. She said it. Yeah. God told me first, and we gonna we gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. From the seed to the storehouse. It's gonna happen. Yep. Yep. And you know what? We wish you well on Thank all you. of your future endeavors. Thank Everything you. that's coming to you. Thank you. We wish you the best. Thank you. And we thank you for coming. Thank you. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up.